Welcome to the To Faithful Men podcast. This project started in 2006 to preserve old sermon and study tapes of Wiley Flanagan, Hassel Wallace, and Mike Strevel. 2 Timothy 2.2 says, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. Now, chapter 11 is expanded uh, commentary of chapter 8, the first, uh, the first portion of it. The uh, first part uh, of this chapter will deal with the, uh, the Medes and the Persians and then uh, Alexander the Great. Uh, the first uh, four verses deal in general. He says, also, chapter 11, also I in the first year of Darius, the Mede, even I stood to confirm and to strengthen him. And now will I show thee the truth. Behold, there shall stand up yet three kings in Persia. Now you see, this is in response to Daniel's prayer in chapter 10, the words, I'm going to show you what befall thy people. All right? Uh, he says, uh, There shall stand up yet three kings in Persia. Well, now you see, he, he had this vision in the third year of Cyrus. So there's going to be three kings after Cyrus. And then the fourth king, he's going to concentrate his uh, attention on that fourth king. Uh, <clears throat> there shall stand up yet three kings in Persia, and the fourth shall be far richer than they all. And by his strength, through his riches, he shall stir up all against the realm of Greece. See? And a mighty king shall stand up and shall rule with great dominion and do according to his will. Now, in these uh, three verses, the angel is interpreting his dream vision to him, and he says that Persia, there'll be, uh, there'll be four kings. Three kings will come, and then the fourth king. This fourth king is rich. He's strong. He had over two and a half million men, according to history. And he decided he'd go over into Greece. He had ships, biggest navy that had ever been compiled. And then he had a great army of men. And he went into Greece. And he was going to uh, conquer Greece. And uh, history tells us uh, how that he was defeated uh, at uh, the Battle of Marathon and Salamis. And, but anyway, it says, A mighty king shall stand up and shall rule with great dominion and do according to his will. And when he shall stand up, his kingdom shall be broken. All right, now that's Alexander the Great. See, verse 3 is the king that's going to intercept Xerxes, 
He's the king that's going to uh, defeat him, put him down. And when he shall stand up, uh, his kingdom shall be broken. Now that, you remember in chapter 8, it says that, uh, talking about this fourth kingdom, uh, uh, when he's strong, he'll be broken, and his kingdom divided into four parts. Alright, you have that same thing here. And when he shall stand up, his kingdom shall be broken, and shall be divided toward the four winds of heaven, and not to his posterity. Not to his posterity, not to his children, not to his sons. Alexander had two sons. He had two wives, and he had one by each. And uh, 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 Alexander Junior, why he didn't get to, he didn't receive any kingdom, and neither did uh, uh, I've forgotten the name of the other boy. But anyway, uh, he didn't receive the uh, any part of the kingdom, any division. The kingdom went to his four generals, you remember. Uh, uh, and that was Cassander, who took Greece and Macedonia, and Lysimachus, that took Asia Minor, Seleucid took Syria, and Ptolemy took Egypt. That's how it was. his kingdom was divided. All right? For his kingdom, uh, nor according to his dominion, which he ruled. In other words, his kingdom now, it's going to be divided, and it's not going to be according to his dominion. In other words, it won't be as strong as he had. For his kingdom shall be plucked up, even for others besides those. Even those four. It'll be, uh, it'll be, uh, uh, divided. Further yet. Now, Beginning at verse 5, you have uh, the story, uh, a complete, a pretty detailed account of the wars between Egypt and Syria. Now, when the Grecian Empire was divided, the world was still ruled by fragments of the Grecian Empire. In other words, by Grecian kings. Uh, every one of them was a Greek. The head of, the, of Egypt, was a, he wasn't an Egyptian, he was a Greek. The head of Syria was not a Syrian, but a Greek. Uh, Asia Minor was a Greek. Greece, Macedonia was a Greek king. So we had four great kings all over the earth. Now then, the southern kingdom, when Ptolemy received it, was much stronger than these other divisions after it was divided. And for the first years in, the, in this kingdom... The southern kingdom, or Egypt, was the stronger. The, and, e, and Syria was the only other king that uh, comes into view in, in the book of Daniel. These other two kingdoms, they didn't affect Palestine, see. The only reason why we have any history at all about these Gentile nations and these kings and their battles is to show what they did to the land of Palestine. And how God's people, how the Jew was affected. Uh, that's the only time that a Gentile nation is ever has any, uh, given any, uh, attention whatsoever. It's because of their, uh, hatred and their opposition, uh, to Palestine or to the Jewish people. So, and the king of the south, see now that's Egypt, 
shall be strong. And one of his princes, uh, and he shall be strong above him and have dominion. His dominion shall be a great dominion. There you have a succession. You have one man in there that comes up. Now, it covers a lot of history in just words. All it's doing uh, is there's a purpose in there. He's not trying to give the history of it, you see. But uh, the purpose is to show uh, uh, how Palestine and how God's the people, the Jews, at the city of Jerusalem prayers at the hands of these men. And in the end of years, they shall join themselves together. For the king's daughter of the south shall come to the king of the north to make an agreement. Well, now that's Bernice. Uh, what it, what's happened, there's trouble. They're trying to solve their differences. Well, the, uh, there's a king of Egypt. His daughter, uh, he wants to send her to Assyria uh, to marry the Syrian king. And history tells us they did. The purpose of that was this, the Syrian king had his wife put to death and married this girl. Uh, and uh, they were doing that uh, in order to get uh, control. Uh, the this Egyptian king wanted uh, to, to become a, come out victory in this. Well, the Syrian thought he had uh, tricked the Egyptian king. So uh, they... They, uh, Bernice married this uh, the Syrian king. All right, uh, but she shall not retain the power of the honor. Well, uh, in in the end, why she got killed? Neither shall he stand nor his arm, but she shall be given up, and they that brought her, and he that begat her, and he that strengthened her in these times. Now, well, that's the uh, judgment came upon them. But out of a branch of her roots shall one stand up in his estate, which shall come with an army, and shall enter into the fortress of the king of the north, and shall deal against them and shall prevail. Now, this is actually her brother. Uh, and shall also carry captives into Egypt. See, now, he prevails against Syria. Uh, this is Seleucid, the king of the north, and he takes his spoils and he returns to Egypt. And shall also carry captives into Egypt, their gods, with their princes, and with their precious vessels of silver and gold, and he shall continue more years than the king of the north. In other words, he'd outrule, outlive, and outreign the king of the north. Uh, so the king of the south shall come into his kingdom and shall return into his own land. But his sons, that is, this king's descendants now, see, shall be stirred up and shall assemble a multitude of great forces and one shall certainly come and overflow and pass through. Then shall he return and be stirred up even to his fortress. And the king of the south shall be moved with choler and shall come forth and fight with him, even with the king of the north, and he will set forth a great multitude, but the multitude shall be given into his hand. And when he hath taken away the multitude, his heart shall be lifted up, and he shall cast down many ten thousands, but he shall not be strengthened by. Now you see, he he, he gets uh, uh, pretty pretty sassy. 
For the king of the north shall return and shall set forth a multitude greater than the former. That is the first time he tried to make war. And, and that shall certainly come, uh, shall certainly come after certain years with a great army and with much riches. And in those times there shall many stand up against the king of the south, also the robbers of the people, they like to get in them graves down there. You see, they like that gold and all that treasure that was buried with the Egyptian king. And they shall, shall exalt himself to establish the vision, but they shall fall. So the king of the north shall come and cast up a mount and take the most fenced cities, and the arms of the south shall not withstand, neither his chosen people, neither shall there be any strength to withstand. But he that cometh against him shall do according to his own will, and none shall stand before him. And he shall stand in the glorious land, which by his hand shall be consumed. Now you see, he's getting over against Jerusalem, Palestine, you see. He shall also set his face to enter with the strength of his whole kingdom, and upright ones with him. Thus shall he do, and he shall give him the daughter of women. And a lot of people think that this is Cleopatra. Uh, these are the two kings now still, uh, they're, they're still uh, uh, finagling one another. But she shall not stand on his side, neither be for him. Now what happened? Uh, Cleopatra, see, was uh, the... The king, she was the daughter of the king of the north. Well, she was given to the king of the south for wife, Egypt. She took, uh, and, uh, but it was a frame up. She was to marry this king, according to history, you see. And then when they got into battle, she was to, to be the informer as to their strength and where and so on. Uh, well, that's history. Well, that's what the, the movie made on that thing about her, you know, about, uh, and so on. But, History tells about this uh, plot uh, by which she was to uh, help her daddy out, see. But instead, when the time came uh, for her to be true to her father, she was the wife of the king, so she stood true to the, her husband instead of her daddy. And, uh, that's, and after this, shall he turn his face unto the isles, and shall take many. But a prince, for his own behalf, shall cause the reproach offered by him to cease. Without his own reproach, he shall cause it to turn upon him. Then he shall turn his face toward the port of his own land. But he shall stumble and fall, and not be found. Then shall stand up in his estate a raiser of taxes in the glory of the kingdom, but within few days he shall be destroyed neither in anger nor in battle. Now, this last two verses describe the rise of uh, Antiochus Epiphanes. Uh, and it tells about uh, that his days will, uh, that he'll be destroyed and it won't be long, it won't last long. Now, verse 21 uh, begins the uh, uh, detailed description now of Antiochus Epiphanes 
And he is the, uh, he's the little horn of chapter 8. We've already noticed that this little horn in chapter 8 comes up out of one of the kingdoms into which uh, Alexander's kingdom had been divided. So now then here he comes up as the king. And in his state shall stand up a vile person to whom they shall not give the honor of the kingdom. But he shall come in peaceably and obtain that obtain the kingdom by flatteries. Now when you when you read this about Antiochus Epiphanes, a literal king of Syria, you just keep in mind at the same time about that beast, the little horn of chapter seven. The little horn of chapter seven comes up out of the Roman Empire, uh, the, uh, out of one of the divisions, see? And that man, when it comes up out of the Roman Empire, is going to be the one that comes up out of the sea, uh, in Revelation 13. And he is the Antichrist. He's a man of sin. He sits in the temple of God. He's the one that commands, uh, to be worshipped. And the false prophet, uh, commands people to worship him. And he rules the world. Alright? So now, uh, just remember whatever said about Antiochus Epiphanes. Now this is talking about Antiochus Epiphanes and not about that beast, but you can see a picture right here. This is just a, a little preview of, uh, of the beast, of the final Antichrist. Notice, he's a vile person. Uh, he shall uh, not give, he shall, the kingdom, the power shall not, he, he, he'll not have the honor of it. He'll come in with flatteries and possess the kingdom. He's by trickery, craft, cunning. See? Uh, and, with the, and with the arms of a flood shall they be overflown from before him and shall be broken. Yea, also the prince of the covenant. And after the league made with him, he shall work deceitfully. For he shall come up and shall become strong with a small people. He shall enter peaceably even upon the fattest places of the province. And he shall do that which his fathers have not done, nor his father's fathers. He shall scatter among them the prey and spoil and riches. Yea, and he shall forecast his devices against the strongholds even for a time. And he shall stir up his power and his courage against the king of the south with a great army. And the king of the south shall be stirred up to battle with a very great and mighty army. But he shall not stand, for they shall forecast devices against him. Old Antiochus is going to outmaneuver him. Yea, they that feed of the portion of his meat shall destroy him. And his army shall overflow, and many shall fall down slain. And both these kings' hearts shall be to do mischief, and they shall speak lies at one table. That's the conference table. That's where they're trying to get them to, to agree, see, to peace. But it shall not prosper, for yet the end shall be at the time appointed. That's the end of their kingdoms. These, the uh, Egypt at Syria. Then shall he return into his land. Now he's coming back. See, he's 
Uh, he, he's got plenty of riches off of, he's defeated Egypt. He's coming back to Syria. Then shall he return into his land with great riches, and his heart shall be against the holy covenant. And he shall do exploits and return to his own land. At the time appointed, he shall return and come toward the south. But it shall not be as the former or as the latter. Now this is another expedition that he's making. For the ships of Chittim shall come against him. Therefore he shall be grieved and return and have indignation against the holy covenant. So shall he do. He shall even return and have intelligence with them that forsake the holy covenant. He shall have intelligence with them. That shows that he's making a league with them. See, he's coming back into Palestine now. And there's going to be a group uh, that because he's been victorious in Egypt, see, uh, they're going to listen to him. And they're going to be subservient to the Assyrian king. All right? The arms shall stand on his part, and they shall pollute the sanctuary of strength, and shall take away the daily sacrifice, and they shall place the abomination that maketh desolate. And such as do wickedly, that's the Jews that side with him now, see, against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Now, you see, this uh, uh, Antiochus Mephites comes into Jerusalem and he's, uh, he's making an agreement. He's making a covenant with the Jews. And these Jews, oh, they're doing wickedly. Uh, but he's, they've been flattered. They've been offered positions. They've been offered, uh, uh, you see, they... Uh, just before Christ was born, you know, they, uh, the Herod uh, was having trouble buying his rulership, you know, and 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 the way that's the way Pilate and all the other boys got it. And then the high priest in those days, they got it because they bought it, see, from the uh, from the kings. Of course, in their day, it was Rome, but but now this is the Syrian doing this, and. Uh, but now he says there are some that know God, and uh, and they do exploits. Now these that know God, uh, I think, is having reference to uh, the the family of the Maccabees. Ju uh, Matthias Maccabee had four sons, and uh, they were all great generals. And Matthias was, and uh, so it was. Uh, yeah, now under them. Uh, the wars, the Maccabean period, uh, their wars against Syria. And that's what this is introduced in here for us, to show how they come in the picture. And, um, and they that understand, that's the ones that, uh, the teachers, the instructors in Israel, uh, and they that understand among the people shall instruct many. Yet, they shall fall by the sword, and by flame, by captivity, and by spoil, many days. Now, all that says about them, uh, and, uh, for, history tells us for approximately 40 years, a little better, the, uh, uh, the Maccabees 
ruled uh, in uh, peace. Uh, they, after capturing, uh, after winning uh, their rights over Antiochus Epiphanes. But now, see, this is a man that comes in that abomination. History tells us about him uh, offering a, a swine, you know, up on the altar and, and putting the juice, the urine all over the uh, sprinkling the holy things. Well, now they had uh, they, the cleaning, cleansing the temple by the Maccabees uh, was uh, what is now, you know, the feast of Anuka, the uh, their Christmas. And they that understand among the people shall instruct many, yet they shall fall by the sword, and by flame, and by captivity, and by spoil, many days. In other words, it'll take them many days to do it. It'll be after many days. Now when they shall fall, they shall be helped with a little help, but many shall cleave to them with flatteries. You see, that flattery business, that promising power to people and, and uh, payoff, uh, that can uh, that can turn people you wouldn't suspect in in, in positions of power. Well, we see that in the United States, we uh, in politics for anything. Uh, that money's out there. They they're ready. Apparently, any group, not uh, uh, I mean, all groups are affected by it. You see. All right now, and some of them of understanding shall fall. To try them and to purge and to make them white, even to the time of the end, because it is yet for a time appointed. Now you see, we've done going through uh, these kingdoms in this history, and yet there's still something to occur in the time of the appointed time, set time, and the king shall do according to his will, and he shall exalt himself, and magnify himself above every god, and shall speak marvelous things against the god of gods, and shall prosper till the indignation be accomplished. For that that is determined shall be done. Neither shall he regard the god of his fathers, nor regard any god, for he shall magnify himself above all. Now remember, uh, keep the final beast in mind, and you'll uh, uh, you, you'll get a, a foreview, preview, uh, pre-description of the of the Job. But in his estate shall he honor the god of forces, straight, so a god he knows. And a God whom his fathers do not shall he honor with gold and silver and with precious stones and pleasant things. Money will change a man, change a man's religion. That's what he's doing. He's worshiping a different God because of money and pleasantries, flattery and honor. Now that's a description of people doing that. Thus shall he do in the most strongholds. That means in the strongest place, where you wouldn't expect it. Not in some little remote, little village, out of the way, uh, with a strange God, whom he shall acknowledge and increase with glory. 
And he shall cause them to rule over many, and shall divide the land for gain. And at the time of the end shall the king of the south push at him, and the king of the north shall come against him like a whirlwind with chariots, and with horsemen, and with many ships, and he shall enter into the countries, and shall overflow and pass over. He shall enter also into the glorious land, Palestine, and many countries shall be overthrown, but these shall escape out of his hand, even Edom and Moab and the chief of the children of Ammon. You see, God in the beginning told them that uh, Edom and uh, the Moabites and the Ammonites would be a curse to the children of Israel forever because they didn't obey God in eliminating them from the land. He shall stretch forth his hand also upon the countries, and the land of Egypt shall not escape. But he shall have power over the treasures of gold and of silver, and over all the precious things of Egypt and the Libyans and the Ethiopians shall be at his steps. There his mercy, see. They'll do what he says. Now this is, he's branching out now into new territory. But tidings out of the east and out of the north shall trouble him. That's trouble Antiochus Epiphanes. Therefore he shall go forth with great fury to destroy and utterly to make away many. And he shall plant the tabernacles of his palace between the seas in the glorious holy mountain, yet he shall come to his end, and none shall help him. That's a terrible description there. Now that's a description of Antiochus Epiphanes, yet he's a beast, he's a little horn now, out of, out of chapter 8 of Daniel. Now the little horn in chapter 7 is the real McCoy, see, he's a real beast of the end time. But this little horn that does these things, you see, he's, uh, he's certainly, uh, a, a, a good illustration of that beast. Now you see when Jesus said, now look at Matthew 24, 15, and when you shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, Stand in the holy place. When you see it there. See, that's what, that's what uh, Antiochus did. He came in, and boy, he just camped. He just, uh, he made, he made the temple his headquarters. See, his living. And everything. And he wanted people to worship him. He sat there as a god. He had no regard for women, it says here. See. And, uh, well, uh, the, uh, the point there, I think, because what that has in, in view is uh, uh, the birth. See, the Jewish women looked, uh, uh, they, they took honor in the fact that uh, they would give birth to the Messiah. See? Now, this, that's what this man 
uh, it's pointed out one of his things that he had no regard for women, see. Uh, no consideration, whatever. And, uh, and in Jesus' description of the day uh, of uh, this period, when you see that, you know, he says in the flea in the mountains, you see. So, of course, uh, just as this was a reality of anti-spiffanies, and just so did the destruction of Jerusalem and all of the things that attended it, its siege uh, by Titus, and all of the horrors uh, that the people, the Jewish people went through, having been uh, where they couldn't get out and get anything to eat. And history says that they even ate their children. And, and now, uh, that, that was a horrible uh, uh, period. And yet, that was only just a picture of what's going to happen. Uh, in the book of Revelation when God uh, uh, pours out the judgment, see, uh, in, in during the tribulation period. Now, chapter 12 is not a break in it. See, it's still a... Uh, chapter 12, it ought not to have been a chapter there. See? He shall come to his end, and none shall help him. And at that time, Shall Michael stand up, the great prince, which standeth for the children of, of thy people? And there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation, even to that same time. And at the time thy people, at that time thy people shall be delivered, every one that shall be found written in the book. Now, when you turn to uh, to Revelation 13, you have this same, uh, you, uh, you have a people over there, you know. Uh, these people that fall down and worship this image, this beast, why, uh, the scripture says, the ones that do so are ones whose names are not written in the book. Look at verse 8. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. All right, in, uh, uh, so you've got uh, how any man can, can read Daniel and then study Revelation and not see a parallel or the similarity or a further Revelation, uh, it, it's it, it, it's hard to, uh, it, it's hard for me to understand uh, unless a man's got some preconceived notion or, or or theory to uphold. What does that shall be delivered? What does that mean? That means their salvation. Salvation. That's right. Now, yeah, to pull that off. Uh, now, now, you see, Romans. Chapter 11, 26 says, And so all Israel shall be saved, as it is written, There shall come out of Zion the deliverer, and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. For this is my covenant unto them, when I shall take away their sins. As concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sakes 
but as touching the election, they are beloved for the Father's sakes, for the gifts and calling of God are without repentance, without change. It's all Israel having the election yeah. of God. Yeah, now, well, now, the, the, uh, there's two things here, see. Now, he's all Israel will be saved. That's Jews, yeah. That's, uh, uh, I, I think that's Jews. That's salvation. Uh, yeah, there shall come out of thine the deliverer. Well, now, this is a personal return of Christ. The second return of Christ. And shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. See, he's talking about the Jews. All right, that's what Daniel said he would do. See, he would make an end of their transgressions. See? Uh, and now then, uh, for this is my covenant unto them. When I shall take away their sin. Now he's talking about the nation. He's talking about Israel. He's talking about the Jews. He says now, as concerning the gospel, he says those Jews are an enemy. He says they're an enemy to you. They'll fight you. And they'll do it. And they've been doing it ever since. And they'll continue to do it. You go to Palestine and try to, uh, try to get them to uh, let you preach the gospel of Christ to them while well, they just passed along not long ago. Uh, anybody that made any kind of overt action of help or charity or any way, any, giving anything in return for getting the Jew to come to their religion, well, boy, you're ousted immediately and they're put to death. That's a criminal offense. So, uh, uh, that's, uh, uh, that's what I think, uh, and, and the people, see, and at that time thy, thy people shall be delivered. See, this is still Jewish. Uh, is that the elect among the Jews? Right, right. Yeah. That's right. It will, and everyone, why? Because their names are written in this it's book, all the elect among the Jews. Right, that's it, and it's all of them, see. It won't be all the Jews will be saved, oh no. It's all of the Jews whose name among, among, among the Jews. And you see this, uh, the ninth chapter, that, uh, this foundational vision is, uh, are determined upon thy people and thy city. Now you can't get Gentiles into that. And, and here it is, he says, at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince, which standeth for the children of thy people. There shall be a time of trouble, such as never was, since there was a nation, even to that same time. And at that time, thy people shall be delivered, every one that shall be found written in the book. And many, look at verse 2, and many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. And they that be wise shall shine as a brightness of the permanent, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. That's the end of the video. All right, now let's see what it means. Let's see the context. You've got history. You've got a knowledge that this thing is to be unto the end. All right, what have you got? You've got resurrection here. 
You got to, and many of them that sleep. He didn't say all, but he said many. Well, <clears throat> I think it means all, but uh, but there's many shall rise. Why? First place, because many in comparison to the few that are dead. See, I mean the many that are dead in comparison to the few that are living. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share with a friend. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord.